702. Food feature. Food feature time. After being stuffed with Italian food, I don't know how we even made it on air in one piece. Thanks to executive chef Mark Roberts of Fugazi. Welcome. Thank you for coming through 702 Afternoons. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. So I just have to, to first ask, what does the name mean and why that name? So Fugazi, 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 there's no wrong uh, uh, saying for that. So it means fake or bad in Italian. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. Yes. Mm. yes. Okay. So it, it, in terms of, I mean, let, let's start with the food. I, I want to know about your personal journey with food. I mean, it's a long journey becoming an executive chef unless it's your dad's spot and he's like, sure, just randomly be the executive <laughs> chef. But I'm wondering, um, where did it all begin for you? When you were a child, did you always feel like, I absolutely love this thing? So I love to eat, first of all. <laughs> always love to eat. Yes. Um, and yeah, I traveled uh, quite extensively in my youth with my family and we were all over Europe, in and out. We've been all over. And yeah, I think just food's always been a part of my my love and passion, yeah. And what, what was the kind of food you grew up having around you? So it's been licorice all sorts, really. Um, we've had Portuguese cuisine from my youth. Mm. We've had a lot of continental cuisine from my, my mom's side of the family. And just a mixed bag of everything. It's just deliciousness all around. So when then did it become a, actually, I want this to, like, I want to be professional at this, as opposed to just loving to eat the food and, you know, sort of pick what you want. So, yeah, so growing up, really loved working with my hands. I was never uh, a bookworm, didn't like school. Mm. Um and just really liked working with my hands and I'm, I'm very impatient. <laughs> so, you know, cooking was always that quick, that quick delivery. I could make something now and see the end result. Mm. And that's kind of how I just built into it. And then obviously through becoming a professional, it was just honing that skill mm. and um, just having a lot of discipline because I was very undisciplined in my youth. Um, and now growing up and, and really just working through the ranks in, in professional kitchens, you learn a lot of discipline you, and it's, it's been a long, hard journey, but a fun journey nonetheless. What was school like? Because, you know, loving the food is the one thing. Now having people giving you homework and making you wash dishes over and over, it's like that's a whole different mm. element to like, hey, I just came here to learn how to make people smile with my food. Yeah, so... School was, was never a thing for me. <laughs> um, was there as little as possible. And then, yeah, I just cooked at home, got stuck in, and that just progressed for me. For, for all those who are the self-taught cooks, um, what would you say is the thing that allow, would allow them to step into the professional space? Because obviously with many arts and skills, it's like music. You have those who are like, you need to have trained and dancers like you didn't go to Juilliard, you know, but some people just naturally gifted and take on to certain things. What would you share for those who really, really love cooking um, that want to step into the professional space, but feel like, yeah, but I didn't, you know, get French trained or anything like that. 
So practice, discipline, and ambition. Those are three words I live by, and it's, it's really succeeded me well. What, what was the most difficult part of the transition from just loving to do this thing and then going to do it professionally? So definitely the hours, for sure. <laughs> you know, I put a lot of time and effort in. It was the 18-hour days, the 20-hour days, six days, seven days a week, missing family, missing a lot of reunions, uh, celebrations. Um, but, you know, worked all the way up to where I am now, and now I'm really privileged and excited to spend a lot of more time with my family because mm. I've been growing my team and growing, grooming uh, uh, my, my staff and my mm. team underneath me. For those who don't know the industry as well, why are the hours so long? You know, when we, when we go into a restaurant, it feels like such a quick experience that we are protected from the, the very long process behind it. Even though we want our food fresh and we want it to taste like last time I was here, but that, that, what is it that makes the process so long? So it's, it's the strive for perfection. You know, you don't stop until you're done. And... You have to finish the task at hand. There's no handing over the task and saying, cool, you carry on and I'm going to, you know, go and do what I need to do. There's a goal and the goal in a restaurant is obviously always to serve your guests in a timely and efficient manner. And yeah, I mean, you know, the hours can be quite grueling just in terms of the tasks at hand. You know, cooking is not just a quick process, especially when you're dealing with, um, you know, the numbers of guests that walk into the restaurant. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that's that's it. Okay, so we you are not alone. Ha, we're going to be chatting to the ladies in a moment. For now, let's take a break. When we come back, we continue with the food feature. Seven oh two food feature. It is our food feature for today. We're talking fugazi or fugazi. Fugazai, <laughs> any and all of them, and we're with Executive Chef Mark Roberts. Joining us now, we have Brand Communications Manager Mish Cherry, as well as Nahid De Brain, uh, who is Digital Strategy Manager. Ladies, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for, Thanks having, for us. having us. So I have to really get to the nuts and bolts of the story of the space and how it came about. Okay, so like we said, Fugazi means fake or bad. And our sole purpose was to share um, heartwarming Italian food with a bit of a twist. Yes. So it's not your authentic, like mom, Nana made it. You yes. know, it's a little bit of a twist on it. Um, it's a shrine to New York Italian culture. And um, the space nods to the iconic neighborhoods. Diners, and you'll see as you walk in, it's a very retro red booth seating. There's vintage posters and paints everywhere. It's just such a cool and cheeky environment to go into. Now, how how did you know the the owners decide that there's space for this? Because you know the market can be so saturated, and many would would sh- would would be fearful. Uh, to be like, well, isn't, aren't many people doing Italian? And, and I'm, I always absolutely admire the courage which, which comes with that. What, what would you say is the standout thing? Because this really also speaks to the many people who are afraid to do anything in business because they feel like, well, everyone is doing that. What is, what is the standout thing about this particular space? 
So I think Fugazi is quite unhinged, actually. <laughs> um, it's a super fun concept. The heart of us is our red sauce recipe. But, I mean, there's an Andicho's or a, a pizza joint on every corner of the streets. Yes. And ours is completely unique. Um, like I said, it's not completely authentic. It's just a different take on Italian and New York Italian. I absolutely, yes, I was going to say, it does have the New York Italian uh, uh, vibe to it. And I think it is important to differentiate because the Italians in New York really just started doing their own thing and then it evolved into the different kinds of flavors. I mean, you can go um, to the U.S. alone and have millions of different types of pizzas and types of doughs. But speaking of pizza, your pizza dough is so delicious. You have to tell us what the secret is. So the secret is fermentation. Mm. There's a 72-hour ferment that we do on our dough. Um, the biggest little secret is that we sent one of our chefs over to Naples mm. in Italy, and he actually got accredited as a Napolitana-styled oh, wow. uh, chef. And uh, he came back and shared that knowledge with us. And we tweaked and developed, obviously based on climate, mm. hydration, and all of that. And we just developed an incredible pizza dough. What does the fermentation do to the flavor that makes it so great? Because sometimes you think, oh, that food fermented sounds like such a terrible thing, but it's a positive thing. Yeah. So the sour, it's, it's basically a sourdough and it brings yeah. a lot of um, sour and for lack of a better term, but lactic kind of flavor into it. So it's, 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 it's delicious. I mean, it's almost, um, it's, it's mouth-watering. Yes. If I can put it in that term, yeah. It really, really is. And I mean, we will get to the pastas of, of the menu and also the other things that we got to enjoy. But, you know, pizza being such a much-loved thing, thing, I love how we're moving away from the traditional flavors and you're trying so many different things. I hate is an understatement, hate olives. But your pizza got me to eat olives today. It's not my usual, you know, I was sharing with all of you how I can't stand things that were living in salt water, like brined anything. Maybe, maybe the closest I might get to having something brined is pickled onions in a salad. And even then it's like minuscule. But that was so good. The flavors blend so well together. Talk to us about the sauce because we know getting the right dough is great. But before you're adding toppings, you have to get that foundation of the sauce right so our red sauce we can call it a family kept secret at Fugazi yes um, a little little trick that I can share with you is we actually import the San Marzano tomatoes ah so those uh, there's a whole story behind that and you should really look into San Marzano tomatoes and then we mix that with a little bit of local tomatoes and mm. that's how we you know develop our our red sauce you are not the first chef to tell me the secret about how the flavors are just so completely different um, elsewhere. Um, so I definitely believe that when you're like, oh, no, 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 this is what's different about our red sauce. And the beauty of the red sauce, of course, you use it in so many of your other dishes. And what I enjoyed so much that was so new, please tell me about the spinach thing. I'm saying thing because it's a dumpling. It's a, I need to know the whole story. <laughs> Um, so the nudie, it's, it's how you pronounce it, ricotta nudies. It's basically a little dumpling. It's got uh, blanched spinach. It's rolled as a little bit of ricotta. There's some lemon in there, some salt and pepper. And that's a very classic thing 
in Italy that we've just brought forward and obviously we threw our little twist in there with the red sauce, lots of parmesan. So that's not how it's usually done. It's normally done with uh, burnt butter oh, and sage. Oh, yes, yes. Um, but our twist is obviously the red sauce. I mean, you, you taste it. It's, it. It speaks for itself. Firstly, if you are wanting to have, I wouldn't say it's an, an alternative to meatballs, but if you're vegetarian, you want to try something different, it still has that type of warmth in the in the dish you know it it was absolutely delicious i just it was not dry and i'm chasing spinach with my iron issues at the moment so it was exactly what i needed let's talk about your your pastas and how you choose some of the ingredients you know um you already said that you're going the new york style sort of italian um you guys love a lot of meat in your pasta like you're not shy when it comes to um, how much you put in, there's restaurants you can go to where you're like, where's the chicken or where's the this? <laughs> so just in terms of what's your approach to, to all of that? So we're always um, flavor first, mm. money second. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we're here to make delicious food yes. and we want to make it ample and uh, substantial. That's very important to your South African palate. And that's us, say. I mean, can't have you can have too much of a good thing, but not a figazi. You use a lot of chorizo. Um, talk to us about your hams and your cuts. I mean, how do you decide where you're going to source from? Or are you making it all in-house? What is the secret there? So, shout out to Fama Delicatessen. Mm-hmm. They make incredible meats. Mm. Um, our chorizo our salamis, our veals, they sort all of us out with that. Incredible product. Um, and he, in my opinion, Nuno is just the best on the market. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. What, what goes into making a menu more personal to yourself as a head chef? Because, I mean, obviously you, you have to find the balance between what customers want and maybe what business dictates will fly off the shelves, but also you're also a person with your own skills in art. So, yeah, that's, that's actually quite a difficult question to answer. <laughs> uh, just pour all the love and attention into the dish. And, you know, it, it's, it's got its own integrity. Mm. And um, like you said, it's always difficult to balance your personal um, uh, palate with what your guests are mm. expecting. And that's always a tried and tested thing in the restaurants. You know, we value feedback. Mm. You know, uh, we really listen to our guests in terms of what they like, what they don't like. Mm. And if we, we then follow down as to why they don't like it, mm. or if they do love it, then we stick to doing the right thing. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how we deal with that. I want to talk about cocktails. <laughs> because you brought us a little something, something to try out. Um, and, and it's a big reason people will choose to go to a restaurant. Like, hey, I know the food is good, but what am I enjoying this with? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've gone the Italian route more than the New York route. But yes. uh, if you have a look at our menu, we've got some martinis on there as well. Um, cocktails are universal. Um, and they really speak to you know, adding a little bit extra. So you always kind of want to match the kind of cocktails you're doing with the cuisine. So today we brought you a spagliato. Mm. It was ever so fitting because fugazi means fake, mistake, bad. (laughs) And spagliato also means mistake. So Ah. um, the inventor 
uh, of this spagliato was trying to make a Negroni in a bar in Italy. Yes. And he accidentally grabbed uh, spumante, which is a sparkling, uh, instead of gin. Oh. And he threw it in there and it was absolutely delicious. He was like, great, spagliato, mistake. Um, yeah, and I think social media drives a lot of what happens in the cocktail world. Mm. So espresso martinis are making their way back. That's something we also do a delicious espresso martini. Um, and then there was the whole, you know, Game of Thrones HBO cast doing the whole Spagliato. Yes. With Prosecco. And so, um, yeah, it's it's just the Spagliato itself, as well as things like Negronis, Aperol Spritzes, they're really good for opening up your appetite. Mm. So mm. they're called aperitivos. So it just goes perfectly. You have one of those, you get some of that red sauce in you, what are the Frankie Four Fingers? It is the perfect match. Talk to us about the rest of the menu that you served uh, that uh, all of the listeners can get to uh, get them, they, themselves excited and the mouth watering to come through. So obviously we've got a big focus on pastas and pizzas. Yes. Uh, we do a great crispy chicken burger, which is, I think, Misha's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you've got a couple of small plates which are really great and then my ultimate favorite because I have a massive sweet tooth is our tiramisu and cannoli. Oh, let's talk about desserts. Yes. Mm. So the cannoli, I didn't get an opportunity to taste but talk to us about it. So cannolis are little crispy shell uh, pastries that are filled with like a ricotta mousse filling. Uh, We've done a little twist on ours. It's half filled with chocolate mousse and half filled with ricotta and then dipped in fresh pistachio and uh, shaved chocolate. It sounds illegal, but I encourage everybody to go through and try it out. Um, and I think um, just the food was absolutely delicious. We truly enjoyed it. Uh, you can head over to the Instagram at Fugazi underscore SA. That's F-U-G-A-Z-Z-I underscore SA. You can book at Chow at Fugazi.co.za. Yes. Okay, just triple checking. I think I have a spelling error over here. And of course, you can also book via Dine Plan. Where can we find the restaurant? The restaurant is located in the zone in Rosebank. The zone in Rosebank. Head through if you'd like to enjoy uh, uh, just an an awesome Italian night out. And the cocktails too. Take an Uber, please. Take an Mm e-hailing service. Thank you so much, (laughs) ladies and gents.